Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today is National DNA Day. And guess what? I have an entire episode devoted to why you really need to do your own genetic testing. I have a special guest. Her name is Lois Nahirni, and she's the president and CEO of DNA Power Inc. And we talked all things genetics. We talked about how DNA Power can really make your genetic journey easy, meaning it does a lot of the work for you. All you got to do is provide them with a sample or use 23andMe. And we'll get into this in this episode. You're going to find out all the reasons why this is so valuable for anybody to know. If you would like to get your own kit, after you listen to this podcast, I feel like you're really going to be enticed to do this yourself because Lois actually gets into some of my own genetics and you'll see why it's important to know this. But I do have a discount code. It is Sandy K Nutrition and that will get you $50 off. Now, I have been digging deep into my genetics for a long time. This is quite a few years and I have used a number of different genetic tests. I've done biological age testing. But one of the things that I actually found out is I have a mutation in one of the SNPs for the JAK2 gene. That's J-A-C, number two. And it is a SNP that, guess what? It predispositions me to thyroid cancer. Well, for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know I had thyroid cancer when I was 41. Now, the reason I feel genetics is so, or epigenetics is so important is because you do have a say and you do have power. And during times of extreme stress, we need to bubble wrap ourselves. And learning how to do this is really important because life is fluid. It's always up and down and moving around. And we're never ever in a state where we can say, oh, I never have stress and I will never have stress. And really, I do feel that stress is a huge factor in a lot of these genes flipping on. The most undesirable ones, right? So I'm not saying that I would have never had thyroid cancer and I could have 100% avoided it, but had I known that I carry some of these predispositions to different genes, then maybe I could have done more. Maybe I could have done more to bubble wrap myself, my adrenal glands, my entire endocrine system. But, you know, we all need a guide and we all need somebody to help us on these journeys. And back then, there wasn't a whole lot 
of advocacy for women's health. Speaking of women's health, I am speaking at the Women's Biohacking Conference. It is virtual. It is June 9th to the 12th, I believe, and it is free. So check it out, womensbiohackingconference.com, I believe. And I'm speaking there all about thyroid. I am also speaking at another conference. It is the Biohacking Congress. And this one is in Boston on June 11th and the 12th. And I'm going to be talking all about the journey to wellness. And of course, within that, there will be a thyroid talk. But it's all going to focus on women's health, thyroid health, and really what we can do to build ourselves back up again through biohacking. And whatever I did is not necessarily your path, but the thing is, is that we need to have more female advocates in this area of midlife when things might start to go awry in our health. We're, we're constantly going to be thrown with different challenges. This is why I'm so passionate about speaking on many different topics that relate to aging well, aging better, men, women, biohacking, all the things. So definitely join me and check out those conferences. Come follow me on Instagram. I'm getting a lot of new faces there and I love it. I'm most active on Instagram at Sandy K Nutrition. I have a Facebook group, a Facebook page, all of it Sandy K Nutrition. I am kind of on Twitter. Not that much, though. I got to get better at that. I'm on TikTok. Uh, I am on Clubhouse. Where else am I? Pinterest. Um, Yeah, those are the main ones. But I would love for you to also rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast because this just keeps me going. It keeps my engine going with great guests, great topics, and... I'm hoping for even better things to come, but I'm pretty happy with how things are going. So thank you. I want to say I really appreciate you guys who listen every single week and do share my podcast if you feel that it might help someone else. And now let's get on to that topic on DNA, epigenetics, genetics with Lois Nahirni of DNA Power. I hope you guys are really enjoying this episode as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. But I have to talk to you a little bit about a product that I totally love. And this product is called WaveBlock. Did you know that wireless earbuds, cell phones, and many other Bluetooth products function by emitting radiation? Well, if you've been listening to me and following me for a while, you know that they do. Did you know that this radiation is even more harmful for children than adults? In fact, in 2019, more than 250 scientists signed a petition asking the International Public Health Organization to create stronger guidelines and warnings on the use of wireless and Bluetooth electronics. Scientists have strong evidence to believe that EMF radiation causes several different health problems. 
WaveBlock products are perfect for you if you always have your phone in your hand or at your head, or if you're using those AirPods to listen to podcasters like myself for many hours a day. Here at WaveBlock, they choose not to turn away from the latest and greatest technology. Hey, are you really going to tell your teenager that they can't use their AirPods? Or how about their phone? Right. I'm sure you know exactly my pain. So at WaveBlock, they dedicated themselves to hours of research, engineering, and testing to create a safer way to use your favorite electronic products. WaveBlock stickers, which have hundreds of five-star reviews, are made to easily attach to cell phones and wireless earbuds so that you can enjoy your favorite gadgets with lowered risk by significantly reducing your exposure to radiation. How? The stickers are lab proven to deflect EMF waves away from the brain. You can watch a video about how WaveBlock stickers work at waveblock.com. Get 20% off today when you use code SANDYK20 at waveblock.com. WaveBlock, products that protect you, designed in Los Angeles, California. Now remember, SANDYK20 will give you 20% off. And now, back to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have Lois Naherney of DNA Power, Inc. Dr. Lois Naherney is the president and CEO of DNA Power, Inc. She's revolutionizing preventative healthcare. And I always stress preventative healthcare by empowering people to make smarter diet, fitness, and health decisions based on their unique genetic makeup. And she does this in a very simplified manner. She has identical twins adopted from Vietnam, and one is transgender, which led her to a fascination in DNA. She solved years of personal health problems by discovering a simple vitamin weakness in her genes and committed to bringing this knowledge to others. Lois has a doctorate in business and has held a number of senior executive roles. She has been honored with several awards, including Canada's Most Powerful Women in the Top 100. Welcome, Lois. I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh, delighted to be here, Sandy. I love what you do. I love where you focus your topics and your audience, and uh, this is this is my uh, happy place. Oh, that's so good. I'm really glad I got to meet you, and I'm glad that we connected because you... I mean, you and I have been following each other for a little while, and I have a really deep interest in genetics and the fact that what's there is not necessarily written in stone, right? So maybe you can tell me a little bit about your story, how you got to where you are now. Yeah, well, I'll start, you know, just by saying exactly what you said. Genetics is this incredible data that's now available to us where we are truly unique as individuals and it can show that roadmap but it's influenced by epigenetics which is your lifestyle so when you know your genetics you can influence it through epigenetics so that's why i love this because really it allows you to take power over your health 
And really, that's what I was looking for um, uh, years ago when I got into this. So uh, I, as I, as you mentioned, I have identical twins that are adopted, and I was just fascinated at how different they were. So I really started studying genetics about 20 years ago. But it was during my career as a corporate executive where I started to lose my health. Um, a number of things started to come up, including chronic fatigue. I had horrific periods. As a result, I was very anemic. Um, I had restless leg syndrome. It was starting to affect my sleep. And the one that worried me the most is I was having a shortness of breath and troubles breathing. And so when you go to the doctor and say, gee, I've got this, I've got this, they only look at one thing. Mm -hmm. And then I got sent to a respirologist, an asthma specialist, a gynecologist. Uh, I went to see an oncologist because we thought, well, maybe you've got cancer because you've got so many different things that are occurring. And I spent about four years in pretty poor health trying to find out what was wrong. And it culminated where I went to the doctor and my body was shutting down. I, I was sent to hospital and spent two days on getting blood transfusions oh with, my with my husband out of town and kids with a sitter at home. And so it was really, you know, that's not how it should be. I, I looked healthy on the surface, but was not. And it was shortly after that that I ended up hearing about this, this new DNA testing. And uh, the, uh, it was actually my cousin, who's a Canadian bodybuilding champion, and she says, you've got to do this to find out about your twins and to help learn the diet and the fitness and the things that are important for their health since you don't have the family background. Made good sense to me. I did it for them. I did it for me. Learned lots about my twins. Uh, but I found in, out information about me I wasn't expecting. And the key thing is I have troubles um, with uh, genetic weaknesses in vitamin B and with methylation, which mm. is this process of how your body and your cells use a lot of these uh, vitamins and energy. And I thought, well, isn't that curious? Um, because I found times when I was traveling and taking tons of these little NRC packages and, and, and uh, vitamins that I wasn't having troubles breathing. But back home, I never did. Mm. I started uh, taking just vitamin B, and within two weeks, for all of my health symptoms went away. It was as simple as the fact I was chronically vitamin B deficient, and all I needed to do was to supplement my body. And so that is the thing I need to support my day-to-day -day health. And it started me on this health journey. And uh, I was so taken with how simple my solution was after years of issues. I said, this is what the whole world needs. I love the data. I love the fact that it gives me a roadmap. And I love that the, my, in my case, the solution was that simple. And I says, I, I need to be part of bringing this to the world. And uh, I bought the company. I love that. No, I love that because sometimes it is such a simple solution. And I've actually worked with clients specifically who have had issues with B vitamins. And, you know, the symptomatology is something that you cannot really get deciphered from a general physician. And that's, you know, like they're looking to resolve the issue through a diagnosis or medication, right? So this is why this is very, very different, where I'm a big proponent of really taking the tools and empowering yourself to make changes that could be so small, just like what you said about vitamin B and knowing that you need a methylated form of vitamin B, right? Absolutely. And actually, it has never been more important, Sandy, as you know, for us to take power over our health. I hope you're all enjoying this week's topic. I have to talk to you about 
this healthy eating and lifestyle certificate program from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in Ottawa. Now, not all of you want to have a career in holistic health and holistic wellness, but you're really confused about all the information that's out there. Many of you want to commit to living a healthier life, but you just don't know where to start because you're just bombarded with so much information on what's right and what's wrong. If this is you, then you really need to check out the Healthy Eating and Lifestyle Certificate from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in Ottawa. And don't worry, this is available to you from anywhere in the world because it's all virtual. It's a series of fun workshops that will give you a sneak peek into the world of holistic nutrition and provide you with holistic nutrition tips for you and your family to learn how to eat healthier. No prior knowledge of nutrition is required. You will learn all about a new way to look at nutrition and the role that nutrition plays in your overall well-being. You'll receive basic foundational knowledge about healthy fats, good digestion, gut health, and so much more. There are live virtual classes and they're happening on Tuesday and Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. from May 10th to June 9th. And hey, if you can't make it live, there's no problem. If you register, you will receive a live replay after the event. Find out more at www.csnnottawa.ca. And now back to the show. We've had two years of lockdowns. We've had, we've been talking about, you know, around people's, um, their ability to stay healthy, but what about their immunity? What about your wellness? What are you doing to take uh, action to support your strongest health and body? And so that's really just so important. So, you know, I love that you do biohacking because really every one of us needs to be a biohacker for our unique body. Mm -hmm. There is no one size fits all. We There's a unique kind of path for each of us to take. And it's really doing your homework to try and figure out what works best for you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, you touched on something there and I'm really, really passionate about, um, okay, you know, I know that this podcast is not about the lockdowns. However, one of the things that I was talking about the whole time is, hey, guys, you know, you can do something, go for walks in nature, do this, do that, maybe take a little vitamin C, nothing. I'm not talking about curing COVID here, people. I'm just talking about really putting, um, and I always say this, people hear me say this all the time, bubble wrapping yourself, right? So building that resiliency to whatever might come your way. So I love that myself. Absolutely. And when we look at people's DNA, I can pretty much predict if you're going to be one of the vitamin D deficient people that really must be taking this in order to support your immunity. We know people who got sick in virtually all cases were vitamin D deficient and that the majority of people are. And in winter, we're going to be more vitamin D deficient. And so those are things that we can so easily be solving. Yeah. And I just like that when we've got, when you've got the DNA roadmap, which is, it's so simple. It's like green and red. So yes. it's red. 
that's an area your unique body needs more support. You just have slightly weaker genes in that area. You're going to be more predisposed to potentially having some challenges. And so why not know what that is so that you can be really looking after your own personal needs? Totally. So I... I had my genetics done by DNA Power and explain the different categories that you guys have. The, the, the reason I like it is I have seen quite a few of these types of reports. However, you maybe you can explain the difference between what how DNA Power does things versus some of the others without, you know, no, no bashing on on any others but why are you guys different than other companies out there well i mean first of all because i came from business i went my whole focus was how can we make this very simple and easy to understand the data and then to have simple recommendations and solutions so i think that's one of the things that we're we're very strong at the second is we're we're the i would say the most comprehensive so we test over 70 different areas related to diet fitness and everyday health And we focus on the things you can do something about. Because once you have got control over your your day-to-day environment with with diet and exercise being a big piece of that, it it keeps your genes expressing themselves positively. And so even if there are some rare genes, you can't often do anything about that. What we're trying to do is keep your body healthy and in balance through knowing what you need in order to support that. So 70 areas, we test over 200 specific uh, genetic variations, again, related to something you can do something about. And we look at diet, fitness, some generalized health factors like you know hormones, detox, uh, inflammation. And then we look at some mental wellness. And then you know the big piece we focus on initially is diet. And we'll look at your macronutrients. Everybody wants to know, should I be having more carbs, fats, or proteins? Is there any food sensitivities I should be aware of? And you need to know what your vitamin um, makeup is because we inherited different um, predispositions depending on where our ancestry came from and what was available through our our body's um, genetic makeup over millennia. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just that gives you that window in to what you may need more of based on the environment you're in now. Right. So, you know, you, you talked about intolerances. So that this, I, I think it's important that we make this clear that this is not a diagnostic test that to diagnose anybody with food intolerances or anything like that. It's just saying you may have a predisposition for certain intolerances, right? So maybe go a little less in those foods. It's not about, oh, I'm going to cut out dairy forever and ever and never have it again, Right. Correct. So that's what's really cool about this is this when you do your genetics, your DNA, your DNA, you're born with it. It doesn't change over your lifetime. And so you do this test once and you don't have to do it again because it's giving you that roadmap. But what it is, is it's showing you your roadmap and where you have potential potholes. And if you keep taking your car and driving it into the same pothole every day, your your, your car is going to fall apart. Well, the same thing is with your body. It's not that you can't get some potholes and and manage. It's just that when you keep doing that, it just puts more wear and tear on your body. So when you get your DNA roadmap, you're saying, where are my potholes or where are my concerns and how can I manage around that? And you use the right words. It's a predisposition. It's not your destiny. It is where your body is wanting to go over your lifetime because it, it, so where it's weak, those are the things that will tend to pop up and show up. Um, 
but the thing that's really important is that your genetics are, they stay the same, but they express themselves based on epigenetics. And epigenetics is diet, exercise, sleep, stress, mental wellness, toxins, those things based on your, that your body wants to be in equilibrium. And if those get out of balance, it causes the, the weaker DNA to start expressing itself. And so what we're trying to do is say, okay, where's my potholes? Let's avoid it um, so that I can stay healthier. Doesn't mean if you don't have the lactose genes, you can't have cheese. You just can't have, you know, you got to be careful about the lactose every day because it's going to start creating some inflammation and it could eventually lead to some sensitivities or to some gut issues. Yeah. It's, it's not that you can't do something. It's just be aware that your body will not be able to break that down or manage it as easily. And that's what's great is just, you know, this to me is the foundational information, the data that you would want before all else. It's where your body, how your body is set up. And then after that, it's the blood work or the urine or the stool that tells you where your body is today. Yes. That's just where your body is today. So this is telling you how is it set up and what might be expressing itself negatively or positively based on where you are in your lifetime and based where you are in your health. Yeah, that's a great way of describing it because I, you know, I have clients ask me about food intolerance testing all the time. I'm not a big fan, personally. I feel like, you know, if you eat a lot of almonds, it's going to show you're sensitive to almonds. And some food intolerance tests are better than others. But this real, this type of testing is really the foundation. It's like, okay, what is my body like? What is my body not like? So I know, as an example, for me, my body doesn't always like gluten. So I carry one of the genes for celiac. And I know that. And I've known that for many years. And in your report, it also showed that. So here's an example. Let's say I'm going through a very, very stressful time in my life. And I'm eating a lot of bad food. I'm putting in a lot. Let's say, let's just say I'm drinking a lot of wine every single night, which I don't do. But let's just say I'm doing that. I'm eating bad food. I'm going through, you know, just a horrible time, lots of stress. That celiac gene may express itself, right? Yes. Like, does that make sense to you? 100%. That's the thing. And it's, you know, so when I look at your, you know, genes, which we did, Sandy, there's sort of a couple of tricky fat genes. And we look because there's one in there because you've tried keto. Yeah. And I always say keto can be exactly right for you or exactly wrong for you. I see people who are absolutely keto is the is the the cat's meow what they should be doing. But I've seen people almost create fatty liver disease and almost kill themselves, really due to doing keto and keto always works initially for the first few months yeah. to get a good result, but it doesn't, it, it, it depends on your genes. If you're, if you have genes that don't break down the fat properly, where's it going to go? And you also have some genes that if you start to put on weight, it likes to store it. It loves so my body. It, it loves, loves to stay there. <laughs> it's so again, what I love then is when you know that it's that extra incentive because you know, if I am a bit, if I'm a bit lazier with my diet, or if I'm just cheating a lot more, and I put that weight on, I'm going to have a harder time yep. than maybe the next person in losing this weight. And so you just know that. And so it's 
what I love is when you've got the data, it's harder to go, well, you know, maybe who knows if it's a problem. You know, it's a problem. Yeah. And what's interesting for you on gluten, I'll bet you gluten was hidden for you for a while because because you have what I'll call a split gene where you've got the, the celiac gene and you inherited one half that was healthy and one half that was not from your parents. But when you've got that split, it, it tends so you don't have the full celiac. You've got a tendency for it, though, as your body weakens, that weaker part will sometimes want to take over. And so I'll, I'm going to guess that you probably had gluten earlier in your life and then started not feeling well and having gut issues and then did your testing and discovered, yes, you do have this, but it's not the full blow and you've got kind of the half. It's called, a, a, you know, you've got one good, one bad in the letters that you inherit. Yes. That, those are called alleles. Yeah. So yes. one good allele and one poor allele, yeah. which then creates a genotype. Yes. And that, uh, the genotype is, so you, you know, let's say the letters are, you know, CT, you know, the, the one of them is, is the one that creates the issue. Yes. And so, um, again, it's just something that you need to be aware of. Same thing with lactose. You've got the splits on lactose. So you probably were okay for lactose up to age 40 and then somehow it starts to add a pound a year or two pounds a year, depending on your, your fat genes as well, because yours like to store. And now you're going to start seeing some more issues. You, you're not allergic to it. You're not sensitive to it. But it's just it's creating a little bit of subtle inflammation. And so you're someone who needs to be careful about how much lactose is in the diet. Not that you can't have it, but you just have to yeah. watch how much. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because... I started to have digestive issues all in around 40, right? And 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 that's in 41, I had a total thyroidectomy. And so everything all the stress in my life kind of culminated in that 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 those couple of years. And so, you know, we were talking about the stress, right? And I actually did quit all gluten for I think oh god not not in t- in its entirety but for sure I ate very very little for about 2 years during a period when I was really trying to heal after having my thyroid out. So, you know, I think it's you know, I sometimes will call it a trifecta and I, I use different terminology, but really when things are going wrong in your life or things are going right but super stressful, you're not sleeping a lot or having the time to eat, then this is the time that you really need to pinpoint where those weaknesses are, right? Exactly. And, you know, again, the thing that you find out is sort of five to ten keys that will help you if you just have to make adjustments. The thing I love is it's not usually wholesale change. It's just you need to make adjustments. You need to add some vitamins in here because this is where it's weaker or you've got to reduce fat or reduce um, lactose or gluten. So usually it's adjustments, but it is it's on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And so again, I always say this isn't a silver bullet, but it is absolutely a roadmap that can help you to to make a change. So that's what I really love about it. And, you know, um, when we were talking ahead of time, what I'd love to just share with people is that your body wants to be in homeostasis and you're either get sick when you are deficient in something or you're toxic in something. 
And so if your body is deficient, you've got to fill those holes or it's not going to function properly. And if you're toxic, there's too much of something your body can't manage, you've got to reduce that in order to be able to get back into balance and really isn't the goal living our longest, healthiest life. Yes. So that's what we're all trying to do. Totally. Because over a long period of time, when you keep depleting yourself or loading yourself with those toxins, that's when we can experience some age-related diseases, right? Which this, Absolutely. Like my, is going through the roof right now. So we've got to find every edge we can to keep ourselves healthy. Totally. I mean, my primary goal, although there's no guarantees in life, and I always say this, I'm like, you know, I'm a 52-year-old woman going through menopause, and I'm not going to say things are perfect for me right now. But so far, I'm, I'm keeping it together, kind of. You know, I'm experiencing some of the things that menopausal women are experiencing commonly, but nothing over the top. So I'm just like, all right, let's keep it together, people. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's get into some of the health stuff like that your report shows, because you did touch on some of it. I, I find it very powerful when you say, when you're talking about keto, because you're just like you and I are really speaking the same language. I'm like, wait a minute, don't just go run to keto just because you know that you can initially get a weight loss. Because if you know, I'm also not a believer in specific diets overall. But what other health metrics are there other than the fats? I know that I have issues with um processing, digesting, assimilating all the fat in a keto diet. But what else is it that, you know, we can find out from your report from a health standpoint? Right. Well, we usually are trying to look at the balance of carbs, fats, and proteins because everybody wants to know which diet should I be on. So that's one area. Okay. Then the second is these food sensitivities. And we look at alcohol, caffeine, um, uh, gluten, lactose, salt, and sugar. And we can see how your genetics are set up in terms of potentially being sensitive to those things. And so, for example, I'm one of those people, and your results are as well. You can have one cup of coffee. Yep. If you have two strong cups of coffee, one after another, it builds up in your body and you get a bit wider. Yes. And it actually has health impacts then. Um, so that's something that you can learn. Um, and then, of course, there's all of the vitamins. And uh, when we do it from the 23andMe data, because we can either test through a cheek swab or 23andMe, in yours, we get some of the zinc and the magnesium and the other, and we can see what might be important there for additional supplementation in addition to vitamins. Um, it's interesting, though, you know, I'm going to go on to vitamin Bs because if the doctors just automatically, you know, wanted when I wasn't well, give me vitamin Bs or iron. Those aren't my problems. My issue is is folate or B9 and B6. And it, so it was interesting. Once I got my results, I, I then understood why I couldn't get pregnant. Oh. So I spent years of infertility because I didn't understand how critical and what, um, how my body just really couldn't bring enough of this folate into my body wow. to be able to manage or sustain a pregnancy. And so, you know, we do work a lot. So we also have a hormone panel. And so we'll look at the genetics on hormones. And so we'll deal with women who are going through menopause, PCOS, fibroids, um, uh, uh, endometriosis. Now, some of those are quite, they're complicated, right? So it's not a simple solution. But I can show if you have got some of the genes that are 
that have troubles metabolizing and use synthesizing and using the vitamins and then eliminating them. Yes. And if that's the case, we'll see, you know, especially younger women who have been on the pill and then their bodies just can't get rid of all of this stuff and they can't get pregnant. Yeah. When you get that balanced, you, and then it also helps you because I was out of balance. Um, when I had problems with my periods, they were putting me on birth control and, you yeah. know, in my forties and fifties to deal with the, the excessive bleeding. And once I realized, no, you've got some hormone genetic imbalance. I cleaned up my diet, cleaned up my system. I have never had hot flash issues. I, I think I've had like one, you know, in, in over the years. And so I, I honestly feel like I'm healthier now than I've ever been in my whole life. And, you know, really on a great trajectory. So we look at hormones, detoxification. I know I need to do a bit of extra detoxification support, a bit of methylation support, um, what what um, exercise supports you best. We do look, an important one is LDL and, and Alzheimer's. They're linked. There's a plaquing gene. And so for some people, it kind of freaks them out. But we think, we absolutely believe Alzheimer's is diabetes 3. Mm-hmm. It's related to how your body is yep. processing food and whether it can clear the plaquing. And so if you know that you've got that trickier gene, you must change your diet now, like if you want. And then you, then it will, what I love is that they don't manifest during your lifetime. Yes. And so even if you've got it, it doesn't matter. The whole point is have the data and the information at your hands in order to support that. I'm going to go on because my kids have that gene and that links to concussion, poor recovery for concussion. And so we pulled them out of contact. So my, my daughter was in cheer okay. and she was a flyer and she was getting dropped. Oh and I could God. see my kids had had some concussions and weren't recovering. I got this data and went, oh my gosh, out of contact sports. Because really? you will not, you will have a, your brain will struggle to clear the injury site. Uh, and, and, you know, and so to me, every parent should know that. Can, does your, can your kid have lactose? Do they have gluten issues? You know, the things that we could do as parents or depending on your audience as grandparents to say, what can I do to support these children to give them the healthiest life? And then what can I do for me to make sure that I'm supporting my body? So those are a few of the areas we deal with weight loss. We deal with um, people who have chronic issues trying to find under the surface where there might be some um, some hidden answers, uh, you know, and, and, um, you know, really it can be with gut so many people have got issues, allergies, etc. Yes. So lots of areas. Um, okay. So what is that? Do you test for the APOE4 gene? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Is that the one for yeah, the... Yeah, the are normal. So I look at that. That's my first thing I look at when yeah. I go to the reports. Do the person have the APOE4 genes? And it's it's you, there's two of them that you test, and yours are in the most, the most common one I'm good but it's most common it's not an issue for you okay so what do you rec what is recommended look just because there's probably a lot of people who carry that and I know a few who do um what is recommended in terms of diet supplementation for that gene right what you generally and this is a generalization because I still look at their diet panel before we're really working on a diet with them. And I do know nutritionists and naturopaths who work on APOE diets specifically for people who have the four gene. Um, and so really they're more qualified, I would say, to talk to it. But generally speaking, you take take out all of your saturated fats, like never eat fried food. It's just gonna it, it's just gonna create Plaque. that that plaquing. It's just not the thing to do. So you wanna get rid of 
the, um, you know, all, all the dirty fats, but you definitely need clean fats. So, you know, the omega, I usually see that their reports want omega-3. And so having more high-quality fish, uh, positive oils, uh, you know, flax oil, mm-hmm. uh, uh, walnut oil, etc. Like those are really positive um, for the body. Um, and definitely have to check on lactose because if that's the case, it will contribute to the saturated fat and the potential flacking. Things like, so those are a few things on diet. Of course, just clean fruits and vegetables. I just always think you can't go wrong with almost any fruits or vegetables. Um, And you do want more sleep and better sleep because sleep is when your brain clears out the amyloid. um, And that's, you know, an important thing. And if you ever get concussion, like you seek help right away. We know that activity, so you want more singing, dancing, music, activities help clear the flocking. And so, you know, really daily exercise keeps the blood flow to the brain, which again reduces your risks in terms of in terms of that. So those are just a couple of quick. Points. Yeah, that's that's important to know. Um, and then I was going to ask you. Oh, I did read I did read about my uh, exercise thing. <laughs> it said I need to do more cardio to lose that weight. I'm like, damn it! I hate cardio. Well, no, in fact, you're an endurance person. So if you look, you're really green on endurance and less on power. And so what it is, is just, it is like swimming and walking and hiking and yoga. Your body likes that. Okay. So it's not, it, 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 sure, it's all cardio, but really you do better through that. Plus, you have a muscle repair gene that if you do like the power lifting. Which I do do, by the way. I do do. Which is good because we all do need it. Yeah. But uh, let me just see. I'd have to double check on your, um, some people, and this is me, needs lighter weights, longer sets. That push to fatigue, it's just like, I'm out of here. It doesn't like, you know, sometimes it depends. Trainers, more people go into training who have the power lift genes than um, there's just a slight tendency for that. And then people give the program that works for them. Because yeah. that's all they have to go on. Yeah. So I know that I need lighter weights, longer sets, and okay. that um, I'm endurance, not power based. And so don't give me these hit sessions. I just don't like it. I and I don't recover all that well from it. So I'm endurance. I need the long yoga, the long hikes, and then more. I do my weights through my my body and yoga, and lighter lighter weights just to keep the toning up. And so, yes, so that's why your body likes the longer, the flow. It's not the hard. Um, the longer, slower, cardio. longer, slower. Would that make sense? Yes. Longer, yes, slower. Because yes. I know I, you know, I used to jog many, many years ago and I was always horrible at it because, yeah. I mean, I could, I could easily do, you know, jog and then fast walk and then jog and then fast walk. But you asked me to jog forget it and 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 keep that high pace it ain't gonna happen so (laughs) that's exactly how your body is set up and what i love is you can give this to a fitness trainer and say ah and and then you'll get instruction you are better suited for like there's recommendations so read your recommendations so you also need more muscle repair so you don't want to be doing the same um uh, muscle groups day after day because you need the time for it to repair good strength but your repair time is longer. Okay. Um, and so if I'm looking at your action plan, you're more predisposed to endurance type activities or a combination. You'll get better results from engaging in jogging, swimming, and yeah. other aerobic activities, but it's yoga and, and hiking and you yeah. know, those sorts. 
And then you don't, in your case, want to overtrain your muscles, allow more time between workouts, consider making sure you have good food and adequate fluid before exercise so that you can support the repair. Mm. Yeah, see, I mean, it's almost like a roadmap for somebody to take to their trainer and say, okay, this works best with my body, right? Exactly. I mean, that's who we work most with, Sandy, is nutritionists like yourself, fitness trainers, naturopaths. It's people who are helping put people on a program to make change happen. And that's because you can get the answer, you know, here there'll be things that you know you should do, but changing our daily habits is hard. And so that's why it's wonderful to have, you know, the coaching of, you know, somebody who can provide that nutrition or that um, ongoing fitness advice. And most fitness trainers can talk to diet and nutrition as well. But then at least you have the roadmap that's right for you. It's not the same one as everybody else. Yeah, totally. Now, here's a question. If So I know that people can either take their raw data from 23andMe and, and then get a report through DNA Power, or you can do the cheek swab through DNA Power and get your DNA that way. Do you provide mm-hmm. raw data for, for people who do the cheek swab? Um, we don't give people the raw data because it's so uh, customized just to ours, so it really wouldn't uh, be specific, but if people want that, they could. I mean, this is just a swab that I just got, you know, that just arrived in the mail. Okay. It usually is the swab is on the out, outside. People rub the inside of their cheek, enter the data in the system like it gets mailed to your home. And, you know, you get that your we go to the lab, it's processed, we create your reports, and it's ready in two to four weeks. And now you've got this roadmap with very specific instructions on, you know, what your specific things are that you should be doing. Okay, and then... Very simple. So that's how, you know, we do it if you're doing the, you know, doing it through a a cheek swab. The other is we can take 23andMe data. It doesn't collect all of the diet and fitness information that we need. So you get about 80% of the information. If we go to the back of your report, we'll see a few no datas in there where it's just missing a few things that we like. And so we, you know, you just, you, you know that the data is valid for what you have. You might just not have the complete picture. Got it. And... So if there's nothing, you know, non-valid with what you have, it's just we know that fat metabolism is a, it, it takes multiple genes and multiple functions. And if we only have three of the five, we might not have the entire picture, but we already know how three of them are functioning. Right. And so that's with the 23 and me. So we recommend people do that. It's, it's half the price when you do it that way. So it's, a, you know, a good reason to do it. And, um, and it's really fast when you've yeah. got your own data. And plus, you just get in so much more information out of your 23andMe or your ancestry information. Where now, when you go into 23andMe, because I've done all of them as well, you're, you're getting a bunch of rare diseases and predispositions and a few fun traits and things. But you'll see there's very little. There's nowhere does it say, Sandy, these are the things that you should be doing differently to support your long-term health. Yeah. It doesn't say that. Yeah. So this is really taking that data and now going, Sandy... Here is your health roadmap. Here are the things that you can do day to day to help you to be healthier. Yeah. So that's that's why it's really useful. I love that. Now, why is it is it more or less accurate? Because I know some you do a spit in a tube, mm-hmm. some you do a cheek swab, some uh, different genetic tests I've had done is blood and a lot of right. it. I was like, holy crap, that's a lot of blood. I got. <laughs> But um, it was more the biological age test where I had to give the blood. Yeah. So why the different um, um, blood and why all the different serums? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Why? Our DNA is in everything. 
<clears throat> yeah. So our DNA is in a cheek cell. So your complete code of DNA is in every cell in your body. <clears throat> and so whether you get it from the cheek cells, whether you get it from the saliva, whether you get it from the blood, whether you get it from your hair analysis, <clears throat> it's all you're trying to do is you need enough of the genetic material that when they get it to the lab, they replicate it so that they have enough that they can read <clears throat> and then they're sequencing or processing it to read the letters at the gene place that they want. So we don't sequence your entire DNA. That's, you know, you can get Huge. that, but that's yeah. still pretty expensive. Yeah. And you don't need it because 99.8% of our DNA is the same. We're only checking out the, uh, the about the, we're working with on average about the 10 million differences per person. We only have about 10 to 30 million differences. They're finding new information all the time. But we know which gene does lactose. We know which genes are responsible for fat or for BMI. There's been lots of genetic research over time. So we're looking at those ones specifically. And so all we need is the genetic material to allow us to go in to read the code at the specific uh, spot that we need. And, okay. and so which method you get it from, is it, it doesn't matter. Cheek swab is just easy and not Totally. Messy. It's very easy. Way easier to ship. It's just all of it's easier I'd say one out of a hundred times, like you're not supposed to eat or drink for 30 minutes. And if somebody is, you know, got a whole pile of their lunch on the thing, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't, I might need to send them another swab to redo it just because they couldn't, right. <laughs> they couldn't find the DNA in between all the food, you know, but that's just, you know, come on, just use your common sense. You're not supposed to eat or drink for 30 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. So one isn't more accurate than the other. It's just no. a different method of collecting. That's all. Correct. It's just once you sequence it, we, you should get the same results from every single method. Um, you know, it, it, there, it's only occasionally maybe one half of a letter couldn't quite be read. and But it's very rare. Like it's not you get 99.9% of the information pretty much on any method at any point in time. It's just when you're using blood, you just get a lot more. And saliva, you've got more than the cells on the cheek swab. So it's just quantity. And it's really just I think some of those labs just want a bigger guarantee or it depends on your equipment. So okay, there's different yeah. equipment, right? I was so. going to say equipment would make sense. Um, okay, so then accuracy. How accurate is this information? Right. Well, as we were saying, the lab, and we have just a world-class lab, you know, CLIA certified all of the uh, requirements there. They just do such a great job for us. Um, the, the accuracy coming out of labs are exceptionally high virtually in every lab. I, I really, there would be no certified DNA testing lab that you would worry about the accuracy of that data. What is different is now we have, when with what we do is we go to all of the, the studies that have been done on the genes and we look, we are going through, um, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of genetic uh, studies and looking for the information that is most useful for people. And every time there's a new study, it adds to that data around how this gene worked in certain populations or uh, whether there was another interacting gene that played a role in the expression mm. of, let's say, your gluten. Because some can, you can have protective genes. But what we so what we've done is we've really narrowed it down into what are the most important genes with the best research and body of information, and that will shift over time. So your report from a year ago to now might have a, couple, a few percentage differences on the graphs as we add in uh, new data. But you'll find it very. We found it very rare. We've been doing this for our company's been doing this over ten years. 
you won't see wholesale changes. You, you, you just see that, oh, we're going to add in a little bit more information here or there. So in terms of accuracy, most of the stuff we test for is very well established. And it, but you'll just see maybe a few percentage change over time. So are you, when you say genes, are you talking about SNPs? Yes, okay. I am. So maybe explain know- what SNPs are because right. right. people, I say genetic SNPs all the time, assuming yes. people know, but I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know what that is. So I'll, I'll first of all, just say SNP is single nucleotide polymorphism. It means a variation in the genetic allele. And so that's SNPs is accurate. That's what we're actually testing for. We have 3 billion sets of letters in our, in every, uh, you know, you have 23 uh, pairs of chromosomes. Every chromosome has the, you know, um, has the 20, uh, sorry, 3 um, uh, billion um, cells. And we're looking at um, the letters, all of these letters, they go into chunks to create genes. <clears throat> We have about, within that DNA code, about 25,000 genes. It's in every cell. Um, and then we know that certain aspects of that chromosome at this place does X. It, like, again, lactose is a simple one because there's two specific ones that we're always looking at for that. And so we go in then and read the SNP. And so what happens is the code is all the same, and it's like a, it's like a typewriter. There's, you know, suddenly there's a typo. And we're looking for the typos. Okay. And so the, what's happening is when we go in for the sequencing or the testing or the assessment, we're trying to read the letters at a specific spot to see if you have the typo at that place. Oh. And, and then the typo, would that be the alleles? Like A, yeah. like AA or, right? Correct. And that means so what, something different because that doesn't one come from each parent? Yes. Okay. So you get a pair of letters. One came from your mother. One yeah. came your father from your father to create this, the pair of alleles, which then creates the genotype, which is the two letters together. So your genotype is is you know whatever it is. So we're reading those letters in combination. Okay. And so and one you might have one you can have two good, one good one, uh, associated with a particular issue. Or too bad, right? Yes. So, and it could come from either side, right? So, yeah. anyway, um, what we're doing is just reading that. I think I think it's important for people to understand. Obviously, this can get really, really complicated. I'm not a scientist. However, I think it's important for people to understand a little bit of the terminology, like. We're talking, you know, we don't need to get into deep science here, but it's good to know what's a SNP, what's an allele, you know, what's a variation, what's a mutation. So it's just really good to know that. And it's really simple if you care to know. Exactly. So, but, and the good thing is we do all that work for you. Yeah. So, (laughs) so if you don't care, you don't need to do, you don't need to figure that out. I care because I like to know all the details, but if you don't, DNA does it for you. And what we're trying to do is help give you the comfort that this of of the science behind it. Yes. So that you can know you're going to get useful results based on yours. And what are we looking for? We're looking for the places where your your genes have a typo, and that's called a SNP, a single nucleotide polymorphism. So we're looking for where is there a typo in the function of a gene. So, uh, you know, if the gene is um, ALDH2, that's for alcohol. And if you've got the variation, it means you can't break down the alcohol very easily. My kids who are adopted from Asia have that 
that variation. Oh, can I break down alcohol? Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) It doesn't mean you should. I just need to know because not like I'm a big drinker, but you know, on occasion, I go out with friends and I have a couple of drinks. So you've got the gene that breaks down alcohol. The question is how healthy is your liver and your gut? Because that'll be the secondary factor. So if your liver is kind of all clogged up, that you still will have troubles processing or, or you'll find, we do find some of us find as we, it's funny, there's two different directions. As you get older, you, you actually build up better tolerance, but actually your body has built up more barriers and resistance to protect you, which is not always a healthy thing. Right. Or you get, you turn into a bit of a lightweight, weight, lightweight yes. and that's where, you know, my, I, I'm feeling it more than I would have otherwise. And sometimes that depends on your, your liver and making sure that it's strong and that it can do its job. Yeah. So there's different, it's, remember, it's never the answer. Just because you've got a green uh, alcohol gene doesn't mean that you can go drink as, as much as you no, like. No, and I, I would never I would never support that, just asking, asking for a friend. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, no, I, I think it's important to know this, right? Because if right. you can't process alcohol or you carry that gene, as you get older, it's only going to get worse. Right. If you start exactly. plowing down the drinks and having that bottle of wine every single night. Well, what's really funny is that we'll give people their DNA results and, and they'll sort of say and they'll learn about lactose or gluten or alcohol and they'll cut it out of their diet for a while. And they'll say, you broke me. Like I was doing fine managing through this stuff and I was OK. And now that I've cleaned out my system, I really overreact to this stuff. What's happened is you've cleared out the inflammation that was buffering oh. your, your reaction. You kind of get a muted reaction because your body has to create protection mechanisms. It's creating inflammation to help you block and manage some of that um, toxins, essentially, in your body. And once you clear your system out, now your body is responding cleanly and actually properly mm. to that. And you're getting a clearer read of what that's like for your body. So, um just 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 know oh, that okay. the healthier you are the clearer your body responds that makes sense though it's almost like you know numbing yourself right exactly and right. you yeah. keep you keep pushing things down and pushing things out and not really paying attention because you're numb you're not exactly so that's what then pops up as a chronic disease and depending on your genetics it'll depend does it pop up as you know, IBS or gut issues, does it pop up as a cancer? Because I'll see, I can see if people have weaker, you know, uh, tumor fighting genes. And in your case, you have one, you have two very good ones and one that's weaker. And so it shows up as kind of 30%, but you need to, you know, always be aware that you don't, if your body gets too toxic, it can't keep up. If you haven't got the genes to kind of fight those, um, uh, you know, free radicals in the body, and then that can convert into something. And so, or it can convert into an allergy or something. So people get, it pops up as all different kinds of things. I'll see people who have the APOE genes, uh, you know, when something comes up, they'll get a neural issue. If somebody has the cardiovascular genes, I'll see it as a, as it pops up as a heart issue. But I can usually tell where it'll pop up. It's more likely to pop up as a a problem for you based on some of those uh, particular things. So anyway, you get really good insight. Um, and uh, it's just, it, again, it's just helpful to know. No, that's great. Sorry, I have a little bit of a frog in my throat now. Um, now, we, we've covered a lot. 
I want to ask you if there's anything that we forgot. Did, is there anything that we missed, Lois? Well, I just want to add a couple of things. Epigenetics is key. Your lifestyle is key. Um, your your thought process is key. So even your your thoughts can change your genes, which is why miracles can occur. You can you can consciously. I love the work of Joe Dispenza, where it's Me you too. know um, the brain that changes itself. Or no, that's actually George. Uh, uh, you are the placebo, and um, the and um, breaking the habit of being yourself. And it's around, you can actually create changes in gene expression. Food is, of course, the quickest trigger. Exercise is a quick trigger to do it, but your thought process. So the more positive you are in terms of attitude and health and actually asking your genes to express themselves, that is creating, we're seeing more and more research showing that that has an impact. So just know that you have control over your body and your health and your life and that that can really make a difference. Um, I do want to add as well that one of the things that we do that is unique is you get when you get the full thing is you get a consult with a DNA certified nutritionist so that you can walk through this to get you used to thinking about where could you be making the changes, how could you be um, making some shifts in your life. And it's just simple things. Here's the three to five things that will be most important for you to change. And in your case, Sandy, it was, you know, looking, there's some vitamins that we were looking at that are important for you to supplement. So I saw some zinc, magnesium. Uh, omega-3, I think. I've got to go back yeah. and take a look at yeah. that. And a little bit of D. I would do a bit more D. Oh, yes. And then, and then um, you know, you want to keep your lactose uh, and, and gluten low in your diet. You need to be a bit careful of the fats um, uh, and not and eat a cleaner, a little bit of a cleaner, healthier diet, and you're going to be just fine. You, should, you know, I believe people can live to 120 healthy. I believe if we were eating very wholesome, locally organic grown food that has full nutrition in it, that we could live a healthier, you know, we would be living longer and healthier. And I would um, just let, you know, remind or let people know our food, even when you're eating a very whole diet, our, our soils are, don't have the nutrition that they had before. Even our water doesn't yeah. have some of the minerals it had. And so supplementation is more important now than it ever was only because you, it's hard to get everything you need out of your food. So I do suggest everybody get on to a simple regimen, you know, take a multi, take a D in winter in particular. Um, most people can benefit from an omega. And, um, you know, just think about a few things to support your health. So those are just a, a few things we are offering your, you know, your listeners $50 off um, with a promo code Sandy K Nutrition. And if they want to try it and, yeah, it's just... Uh, I just really encourage uh, people, never before has your pers- has your health been more important. Yeah. So take power over your health, listen to your body, eat healthy, you'll have more energy, you'll feel better, you'll live longer. Um, you know, it's with with what is going on in our world, that is the biggest gift that you can give yourself and, and is to really invest in yourself. Those are really, really wise words because I say that all the time, that you can improve your health and you can have control over what happens to you. You don't have to be that case where one day you go, oh, I didn't see this coming, right? And I think that's the key. You want to see what could be, could be coming, right? And if you care enough, and I always say, you know, it's like put your oxygen mask on first. Care about yourself first. And then you can be a better parent, you can be a better spouse, you can be a better whatever, child, whatever it is. 
And so I thank you so much for coming today, Lois. I think this was a great conversation. And I really hope that my listeners, you know, see how wonderful this could be. Terrific. Well, thank you so much. People are interested. We're at uh, dnapower.com. We recommend the total power test. And if you go through Sandy's links, um, you know, we've got a discount for you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lois. Terrific. Thanks, Sandy. Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s and beyond can be exciting, balanced and helpful. Bye for now.